Welcome back into Overtime. Joining me now is the beat writer for the Arizona Diamondbacks with the Arizona Republic, Nick Biacoro. And uh, me and Nick go way back. We were just talking before we started <laughs> recording. We don't know how long it was, but it was in a small press box in Apache Junction, Arizona, where we first met. And I'm still in Safford, and Nick is traveling with the Diamondbacks. So we'll t- that tells you how, how well that's gone. But uh, so uh, as the beat writer of the Arizona Diamondbacks, how has that been this year? I, I see the outrage on social media with the Diamondbacks up and down season, but what's been the feeling within the team with you traveling them every, every everywhere? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think it's been a great season for them. Um, I mean, I understand the frustration. That's just kind of goes with the the you know just an up the ups and downs of a six month baseball season. There's there's going to be some roller coaster rides uh, on every season, even even the. Even the team with the best record in baseball not that long ago had a, a pretty rough stretch. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I think it's been a lot more enjoyable um, than previous years, at least for me to cover. Um, I always find the baseball interesting. I always find the kind of just the watching of players and figuring out who's going to be good, who isn't. Um, I always find that fascinating. But this year, it's been a little bit better than previous years in terms of really like breaking down the games themselves and, and kind of following the strategy along with them. Um, you know, it's, it's been, gosh, I guess probably since 2011, the last time they made the postseason that, that they've really truly been in it, um, you know, in, into September. So, I mean, you kind of wind up not really being all that interested in the, in, you know, every little pitching change or every little strategy involved in, in, in games in previous years, but this year it's been different. You know that every game matters and, and every game, you know, it could theoretically count going down to the end. Yeah, and it definitely does. And I've been a fan of baseball for a long time, played a lot of baseball and been a fan of the D-backs since their inception in 98. But and do you think that maybe feeds into some of the reaction by some of the fans that this is the first time in a while that a game this late in the season has meant something? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does, right? I mean, it's it's uh it, it's kind of one of those things where you 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 know you you almost want to make sure that you take advantage of it if this is one of the few chances that they're that they've had recently to get into the postseason and make some waves you know fans don't want anything to go wrong this this is a precious opportunity right i mean it just it just feels like anytime you have a chance to play october baseball you really don't want to spoil it so i understand it's it's not a perfect team um you know there it hasn't been a perfect season um but you know you look around the national league and there are a lot of imperfect teams um a lot of flawed clubs really um so i mean i think that anything can happen when they get there yeah definitely it's been it's been fun to watch and and you've been on the road with them in san francisco and then in san diego the last week or so what is it about the padres this year man (laughs) we just can't the diamondbacks just can't get over the hump against those guys yeah, it's just been a thing recently. I mean, they they actually still finished, I think, um, maybe eleven and eight against them this season. So I mean, they 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 won the season series. I know that. I'm not sure if that was exactly the record. Um, but you know, it's just, like I said, it's just kind of the way that a baseball season goes. They've kind of, uh, you know, I mean, what it was the Padres who ended the 13 game win streak, right? It was, um, yeah. And uh, and you know, they took two out of three from them here the last couple of weeks. Uh, two times in the last couple of weeks. So it's. I, I just think it's probably more timing than anything. I bet you if the Padres had run into the Diamondbacks in the middle of that win streak, uh, it probably would have been a different story. Yeah, and, and it definitely is. And there's a little bit to 
the Padres and, and the Dodgers are facing it right now playing the Phillies. Those two teams have young guys trying to make clubs next year. You know, those guys are are – are guys that got pulled up at the at the roster expansion and and now they're trying to find a spot next year so maybe at some point those guys might be playing a little harder you know for nine innings yeah i mean and i think there's some interesting players on that padres team that that could end up being a part of the next winning padres team whenever that is i i mean i I think we saw over the last few days that Manuel Margot, their center fielder, and Hunter Renfro, their right fielder, are a couple of interesting players, really on both sides of the ball, um, that uh, that can do some things and, and can be dangerous. So, you know, the rest of that roster probably leaves some things to be desired in a lot of areas, um, but there are some pieces, and, and you can see why they why they won some games. And the big question I think that I get the most is, can the Diamondbacks keep, keep Zach Grinke and J.D. Martinez next year? I don't know. Um, I, I think that is a very good question and a very important question. Um, I, I think the the real answer to that is whether they can spend more than you know right around a hundred million dollars. Um, I don't know that they can, uh, but you know if if they can find it in their in their revenues uh, to, um, to you know extend the payroll a little bit, uh, maybe it makes that sort of thing possible. Uh, I, I, I do think though so. it would it would probably be stretching it as far as I know. I don't think that that's a very realistic thing. Um, but you never know. I mean, if if ownership group wants to come in and say, look, we're not, you know, we're gonna we're gonna maybe take it in the shorts here for a little bit <laughs> right. in terms of making money, uh, then anything's possible. And, and of those two guys, I mean, JD's obviously been on fire. The most recently and and Zach's had one of the best season as a Diamondback he's had is there a feeling which way they're going to go I mean Zach's locked in obviously so I mean JD would have to be the odd man out if there's no money right yeah I mean unless they they they're very confident they, that they could um that they could spin Zach Granke off to another team um which it won't be know. the Rockies because he doesn't give autographs so um <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a good question. I, I think. Uh, I think that. I think they're both a little bit scary investments. If if you're being honest, I mean, Granky is is already 33. Um, he's got four years left on this deal, and as much as you say, uh, and and you're not wrong in saying it that that Granky kind of is, could be a Greg Maddox type guy who doesn't, you know, rely on velocity and hits his spots and has really good secondary pitches and knows how to pitch. And those kind of guys tend to age well. Um, that doesn't change the fact that injuries pop up more often the older you get. And, you know, he could be one pitch away from, you know, just being a, you know, $150 million black hole on this, on this payroll for the next several seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then JD is, you know, he has a lot of uh, a lot of qualities that you like as well that that tend to age fairly well. In that he has power, he does hit for average, and he he has some patience as well. So I mean, that's a profile that's usually pretty good. Um, but you know, I mean, there there there's all I, like I said with Granky. I mean, there's just risk when you get guys into their 30s. Um, and I I think that uh, I think that. Some scouts have some questions about uh, Martinez's athleticism um, and, and just kind of his body and how it will age. So, I mean, I think the safe play would, would be to, to try to figure out a path into the future 
without either of those guys, but um, it's hard to imagine them winning games recently without them. You know, I mean, Jamie no, has just right. been such an important part of this lineup for the last, really the last six weeks. Um, I, I really just don't know where they'd be without him. And the Diamondbacks have had their fair share of injuries, as many Major League Baseball teams have. Um, CO is eligible to come off the disabled list, getting down to stretch. Do you see him working his way back in, or did, is he is he out of a spot with Cattell Marte playing as well as he has? I don't think he would be out of a spot if he were healthy, but it sounds like he's uh, he was hoping to get uh, a little bit better news in terms of clearance to do things with that uh, finger after visiting with the doctor recently, and they've kind of had to put the brakes on. Um, so, uh, if all goes well, from what I understand, he's going to see the doctor again tomorrow. And if all goes well, he could, he could start swinging and, and doing some things, but, uh, you know, he's not eligible to come off the disabled list until a week from tomorrow. It's really not very much time to go, you know, eight weeks without playing baseball, have a, a week of, of action where you're kind of usually trying to slowly ramp up mm-hmm. and then get thrown right into the fire and expect to be on the postseason roster now they could put him on that postseason roster, uh, at least in the wildcard game, as a runner only. Um, and and he's a he's one of the best base runners in on the team. One of the probably one of the best in baseball as a really good stolen base uh, percentage uh, in his career. Um, and just as you know, obviously he's fast and, and just a heady base runner. So I mean, we've seen in wildcard games in the past how a, a guy can come in off the bench, steal a base, and, and win a game for you. Yeah, and he's he's definitely that guy. And let's talk about Tori Lovello for a little bit. I mean, he came in, you know, first year job, and and I don't know if there was any expectations uh, with him coming in right away. Obviously, it was to change the culture of the last couple of years, and he's obviously done that. What you you get to talk to him every day? Uh, how was your interaction with him, and and how do you think he's done so far this year? Yeah, I mean, I I think that it just was an an important thing to just kind of hit the reset button on last year, and I think Tori did a good job doing that. Um, you know, he came in, expectations had been really high last year. You know, everything kind of bottomed out, as you know. Um, and, you know, I just think that, that, you know, this group of guys kind of led by Paul Goldschmidt and Owings, as we mentioned, uh, Jake Lamb, Nick Ahmed, um, AJ Pollock. A lot of these guys have been together. They came up through the minor leagues together, and they, or they've been in the big leagues now for several years. They kind of have a, a, a nice like nucleus of, of a culture that's already been established. Um, and I, I think Tori kind of just you know did did what he did the smart thing really. I mean, he just kind of stepped back and said, "Hey, let's let you know you guys you guys know best. Let's." You know, you guys run the show, and, and I, I think he put a lot of trust in those veterans, um, and I, I think it's really paid off. Yeah, it has, and I think from a guy watching from afar like I do, the thing that I I like the most about him this year is he has stuck to his guns. I mean, he's a rookie guy. He's not letting the media push him around. He's not letting the players push him around. He says, hey, I want my – you know, Fernando's my guy. He's going to be my guy. You know, I want my starters to go seven innings. They're going to go seven innings. And, and I think that there was some pushback on that, you know, from fans initially, but, you know, it's been successful for most of the season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm curious to see how it goes with Rodney in the postseason. Um, I mean, it's a guy that uh, no one trusts, really. I mean, if we're being totally honest, it's just a a reliever, a closer that that no one has a lot of faith in, regardless of of how well he has done up to this point. Um, 
and no one's really had a lot of faith in him um you know throughout his career he's just always been a guy who's you know kind of a nail-biting type of closer uh, you know i tory joked the other day about an older earl weaver line about a guy being a a full pack type of closer as in uh, smoke a full pack of cigarettes <laughs> that's that's <laughs> and, a good uh, analogy man <laughs> yeah and i mean i think that um i think they're going to be in a really precarious spot if uh I guess it's just if you get into that wild card game, Fernando Rodney comes in with a one-run lead in the ninth inning and you lose the game with him on the mound, I just don't know how you really forgive yourself in a way because you're not losing with your best pitcher on the mound. I think everybody really knows that. Um, I, I, I'm curious, very curious to see how it goes in October if anything changes. Um, and, you know, what the response is if they do lose with, with Fernando on the mound. Um, or if, you know, say they get through that wild card game and he blows a save early in one of the, you know, next series, if they make a change quickly. Um, right. Because there's going to be off days built in. It's going to be a little bit easier to throw Archie Bradley for multiple innings, maybe uh, on a couple days in a row and get him a day off. And, and you know, I, I think that that could be something that they could they could really get away with. We'll see if they end up considering it. We're talking to Nick Piacoro, the beat writer for the Arizona Republic with the Diamondbacks. And that wild card game scares me. Just as a baseball guy, just the amount of variables that's in a one-game series. I mean, and and it's and it's kind of a short turnaround if you win that game. So you really have to have all hands on deck, but then you have to, to reload quickly and get into a, a longer series. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a nerve-wracking situation. Um, I... I I don't know what they'll do exactly. I mean, it sure looks like they're lining up that cranky to start that game. Um, and, you know, they could have Robbie Ray available in relief. They, they should have Archie, obviously, available in mm-hmm. relief. And, I mean, who knows who else they'll, they'll have out there. I mean, they, they have an off day, and if they clinch, they have an off day before the last series of the season. If they clinch early enough, they could, they could you know, either uh, limit some of those other starters um, in those outings over the weekend. They could uh, skip them entirely and go with, you know, Braden Shipley or Anthony Bonda or whatever they want to do and have potentially Godley or Corbin or Tywan Walker available to pitch in that game. So they've got a lot of options. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so – there's so many variables in the game of baseball to right. have to, to put it all on one game. Is there a team now that's, uh, that's behind the Diamondbacks in that wild card chase that they don't want to see? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think there's really anybody in in um, at least that that we're talking about mm-hmm. right now for either the first round or the wild card. Um, I mean, the division series or the wild card that they're that they're worried about. I mean, I, they obviously aren't afraid of facing the Dodgers. They, no, not they at beat all. Them pretty soundly the last six times, and uh, I mean, I feel like they probably think that they match up just fine with the Rockies, the Brewers, the Cardinals, whoever it might be. Yeah, no, and and I think in the the season really has has shown that. I mean, it's exciting to get to have postseason baseball again in uh, in the state of Arizona, and uh, you get a chance to uh, follow it along, man. So that is, it should be. I mean, it's extra work hours and uh, <laughs> long long extra work hours, but you know, are, are do you get invested? I mean, as as the beat writer, I mean, do do you does your attitude ebb and flow with how well they're doing? No, I don't think so. I, I think I think I've uh, I've been doing it long enough that I've got a pretty healthy separation. I don't I don't really I don't really live and die with them. 
Well, and well, and it and that's and that's tough for people that are just fans to understand. I mean, because I've I've been up there with you at, at least once, maybe twice, up in the press box, and it's completely different. Like it's something I wasn't prepared for. Those guys are up there working. They're not a fan. Of, I mean, they may be a fan, but there's not. It's it, it's completely different. It's hard to under. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sterile environment. I guess is the is the that that's a great it. way to put it. You're right. It is. It's, yeah, we're, we're uh, it's it's really weird. Every now and then, a, a someone gets let into the press box, like a guest of somebody, or, or or somebody wanders in and reacts to something that happens on the field, and you're just kind of like taken aback when you hear someone cheering or something a few seats away from you. It's just so unusual. So there's a it's it's a lot easier. I don't know why uh, you just you just kind of get a distance from it. You just uh, it's a lot easier to process everything that happens. Um, kind of without emotion once you once you are in this position for a little while yeah and it's and it has been a little while it's it, you've come along uh, you know I, I've I've always told people yeah I know that guy especially when we're watching <laughs> on TV and you know, they make fun of you because a foul ball hits by you or something like that but um, <laughs> I'm like hey I knew Nick when he was you know he was fresh out of college and he was covering 1A high school football at Apache Junction High School and <laughs> that was uh that was in. Uh, that was many moons ago. It yeah. was many moons ago. I mean, the the uh, you don't have to you don't have to squeeze in next to the radio guy on the road anymore. So you know that's uh, <laughs> that's always a plus, man. <laughs> exactly. Well, Nick, I appreciate it, man. And uh, I, if uh, if people want to read your stuff, what's the best way to get to you? Yeah, just at azcentral.com under the Diamondback stuff. That's that's where all my stories end up. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, N-I-C-K-P-I-E-C-O-R-O. Thanks and for having me on, Lee. That's not a problem, Nick. You have a great day, man. Okay, take care. All right, bye-bye.